0: It's not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the scoop, they niggas. It's just an open discussion. Now tell me what's your position? This not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the scoop, they need. It's just an open discussion that tell me what's your position. Lady Roscoe on point, she gon' tell you the drill. You got Yoko Camille. All work, no play, she gon' give you the give spiel. So. Let's talk about it. What's the truth? They just keeping it real. Square business, that's the deal. They gon' speak on something, just pick a topic, get it poppin'. Not your average type of show, they keep it rockin', ain't no stoppin'. Controversial, who cares? We takin' over, keep on watchin'. Motion steady on goal, anticipation, got to flockin'. Ain't nothing average about it, just keep glad that you found it. Tell a friend about it. Know we all about it, so we gon' speak about it. Yoko, Camille, and Lady Roscoe leave no doubt about it. Scream it out from the mouth. This not your average podcast. You ain't talking about nothing. When they hit the highway, yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the schools, they digging. It's just an open discussion. Now tell me what's your position? You know what it is? Not your average podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yoko, Camille, Lady Roscoe, y'all tap in. You know what I'm mm-hmm.
1: All right. Welcome to Not Your Average Podcast. I'm Yoko Camille. And I am Lady Roscoe. And thank you for tuning in, whether you're on the go or you're sitting on the toilet. You know, thank you for enjoying the show. Yes, and away we go. Right. So how has your week been? It
2: has been a week again. (laughs) Tell me about it. Yeah, but I'm chucking along. and You doing good at yourself?
1: Yes, I'm actually doing pretty good. Um, no complaints here. I'm just, you know, a little ill here and there. But, you know, for the most part, um, I've been doing okay. I've been doing all right.
2: Yeah, I've been a little drained. Just been running around like a chicken with my head cut off.
1: It has definitely been one of those weeks. I'm going to oh. tell you that. <laughs> Did you watch the Super Bowl? I did watch some. Well, I watched some of it. I watched a little bit before halftime and then I watched the halftime um, show, which was, ush, you know, ush, ush. it was okay. You know, he did his thing. He could have did a little bit more, but, you know, hey, he did his thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, I, that's funny.
1: But what got me was Jermaine Dupri in the um, oh, Ruffle no. Socks
2: with it, okay, wait, okay, he came out. I thought he was Rev Run for a second. <laughs> I was like, Is that Rev Run? And so it was like, it's Jemaine and I was
1: like, why are you dressed up like this, man? So yesterday, I wasn't in the best mood because, like, okay, we had we were supposed to be going out for Super Bowl and doing other things, but like stuff just happened. You know, we tried to record the show first thing in the morning and nothing, nothing was working. So I was no. just like in a not so good mood. So I was in the room by myself. You know, he was in the front room and he was barbecuing everything. And I just was trying to be by myself after we get out the, uh, from trying to record this. And I just was by myself. And then he finally convinced me to come in there uh, and watch TV. And the Super Bowl came out and like the first thing that got me to talking was was Jermaine Dupree like cuz I know damn well he ain't got those little ruffle socks on that I used to wear when I used to go to school
2: that's what everyone keeps saying, like every 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 black girl. And it's funny because <laughs> my mom used to make me suspicious.
1: man. And and if I came home with those little socks dirty or something, I would be in trouble. And I'm like, but you know, I'm a tomboy. Don't send me to school in no dress and no and no ruffle socks if you all wanted want me to come home dirty, because I'm a play.
2: Don't <laughs> I don't even feel like
1: they exist anymore. <laughs> like I haven't seen a kid in ruffle socks in so long. Like I want to know where he got them from either they were ruffle socks or they were slouch socks either way there was some shit that i wore back in the 90s or before
2: right i was looking nice. he uploaded a picture i guess he was get tired of people talking smack and they apparently they were like socks with pockets on them and <laughs> louis vuitton socks like louis vuitton i was no. like i don't know they look no. ridiculous they even they look more ridiculous up close, I was like, I would rather think he was wearing ruffle socks.
1: Man, I didn't see him up close, but it's ridiculous. His stylist should have said, Jermaine, no, that is a no go, right?
2: Uh-uh. And then a lot of people thought Kanye West came on stage. I, like, did ah! I, I did
1: too, I did too,
2: but I was like, did he gain weight?
1: And then so was- you. Yeah, I was like, what? You know, Kanye always be wearing those masks and be looking crazy and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I don't remember Usher and Kanye having a song together. So I'm mm-hmm. like, then uh, the song started playing. So I'm like, okay, that's "Will I am. Because I was mm-hmm. like, no, it's bad enough. We got to see Taylor. I don't want to see Kanye too. <laughs> right, yeah. right.
2: Kanye up there. I was like, Kanye's not even from Atlanta.
1: And then, what everybody's talking about is Usher and Alicia Keys. Oh,
2: my boo!
1: First of all, I love Alicia. I think she mm-hmm. did an amazing job, but mm-hmm. that first note? Everybody's been talking about it. Man, Like, I tried to, I wasn't going to even bring it up. I wasn't going to talk. I was just like, maybe I'm, maybe it was me. Maybe I'm here wrong. Maybe it was the TV or something. But no, everybody has been on her tail about this.
2: Did you hear they apparently edit it for after play with AI to correct the um out of the tune to- being out of tune?
1: No. Yeah. No. They had mm-hmm. like did a
2: little clip and tried to redo it. Uh my uh first off, I was like, Oh, so Ice spice and Taylor are besties, we just hanging out
1: right. in the same booth. Okay, we do and one then- song together. My boyfriend was like, "Who is that? Her brother?" I'm like, "I don't know who it is. I don't listen to none of them. I don't listen to Ice Spice. I don't listen to Taylor." So, I so who cares. Cares. since I was in school, like, I have never listened to Taylor. No, there is really. not one song that I can tell you that uh, she sings. Like, I was like, "Shake It Off," but then I thought, I- "Isn't that Megan Trainor?" No, that's that's Taylor Swift. That's Taylor. Okay, so yeah, that's probably the only song I know, and I don't even know the whole song to that. think that song had like a hundred million
2: views on youtube or something crazy Uh
1: -uh, that's so crazy Mm -hmm. so how do you feel about the uh alicia keys and usher the um how he was you know usher being usher you know doing usher things
2: (laughs) um i'm gonna be honest i didn't think about it because they're performing on stage and they're artists Mm -hmm. but in the day they're okay there was a time period in entertainment when those type of things weren't a big deal because it was entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the day and age that we're at today and everyone being so sensitive and everyone so sensitive in their own relationships
1: that they're acting some type of way when even Swiss don't even really care. Like Right, he don't. And it's like ever since Kiki Palmer. But you know, Usher been doing the things that he did on stage with her, like all this time he's been doing it and like everybody keeps saying, you know, Usher men is he don't care, he's gonna stay going after these married women. <clears throat> but he's performing, it's it's just part of his character. I mean, now if these women take it upon their self to, you know, go a little further, that's on them. Usher was performing, he's doing his job. Now, if you want to be thirsty and you know, go back to the hotel room, that's on you and your partner. But yeah, I just think it was so what do you think about the booty smack that um, he did to alicia i
2: didn't see the um, i didn't see it
1: oh yes it was it was definitely there um he did a little smacky smack but you know he he tends to do that with everyone not saying it's okay but he tends to do that to everyone <laughs> I <Love don't-> you. <laughs> I'm sorry girl
2: you was fine, fine oh my goodness that was cute um <laughs> yeah i didn't see the smack on the bottom everyone had been talking about it. i even watched the breakfast club and mm-hmm. um, Charlemagne and just hilarious had um mentioned they had seen it too so i kind of had been looking away i got a call during the halftime so i was kind of i was trying to usher in with (laughs) usher i I, um one of the parts i paid attention to was the fact that like one of his shirts it was uh like when he was wearing blue Mm -hmm. his shirt had like built-in abs like but they were like (laughs)
1: pad muscles i don't even understand
2: i was like so that's what we do nowadays
1: just wear shirts with abs on them i mean like the whole situation the whole thing i enjoyed the show I do feel like he could have been a little better. He could have had a little, I guess, some more people or just made it more interesting. Um, If that's what he did at uh, his residency, I'm not sure if I would have wanted to pay to see that. Right. Um, But, I mean, for a free show, I think he did okay. (laughs) I think he did okay. But, you know, I wouldn't pay to see
2: that. Those tickets are like what, fifteen thousand dollars just for the no.
1: It it depends on where you're sitting. Uh, those tickets were crazy high, and yeah, even Charles Barkley said ridiculous. anybody that's paying forty-four hundred dollars, forty-four thousand dollars for a ticket, you're dumb, you're stupid. I mean, if you if you got it, I mean, I guess, but no, I'm good. So those are like
2: a bunch of rich people,
1: mm-hmm. more people in loans, but right.
2: Because let me see the ticket price. Um, they range anywhere between $7,000 and $60,000.
1: Oh, yeah, that's crazy. No, I, I'm good.
2: I'm yep. good on that. The lowest is $6,379. So that is in section 442, Mm-mm. row eight, at the top of the
1: stadium. Yeah. No. Yes. I'm I'm good watching it on TV. Yes. Unless somebody pay for my ticket or you know sponsor me to go. I'm good. I'm good on all <laughs> a, that.
2: That is billion the Super Bowl alone with people in their seats is billions of dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. Billions. Man. And, mm-hmm. then and then they got more than money graduating. because Taylor was there. Um, you right. Know, it, and it's not like everybody wanted to see her. You know, people were so tired of seeing Taylor. Like every game, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. We're not at a at a music contest. I mean, concert. We at a football game. No, they don't I want to see her. But you know, hey, I there guess. Were
2: times where like some of them like okay, like there were there were some times where you could just tell like they didn't genuinely understand what was going on, but they were reacting. Because all the other fans were reacting, I'm not saying yeah. Taylor say, because I'm pretty sure she's she's um, versed a little bit, a little versed with the game now that she's been going to some. But the people she brought with her, I feel like had no clue what was really going on. Um, Ice Spice looked confused at times, <laughs> besides like flexing.
1: Taylor was doing a drinking game where she, like, the minute the camera got on her, she's like, chug, 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 chug. Well, everybody was playing that game, too. Every time they seen Taylor Swift, they take a shot. Do you know how many people was drunk? Just off the game? A lot, maybe.
2: Well, I didn't feel like I saw her too much today. I mean, I mean, obviously we saw her enough. It was the weird, awkward hug for me at the end of the game where she's, like, patting um her boyfriend on the back like he's... Like she's her like his uncle or
1: something. Like it was. Girl, i my my special guest is trying to get in my lap. Oh, that's hilarious. We've got a special <laughs> guest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and get into our episode. You know, uh, anime. Are yeah. you watching? Are you so, watching? I am. Most You know, most people, when they hear anime, they think anime is like just a form of entertainment for children. Mm-hmm. But they don't know. It's like cartoons for grownups. Mm-hmm. The stories are really dark and serious and the characters are always complex and well developed. And if you're looking for something that's going to make you think, anime is the way to go.
2: Honestly... Um... You know, I know in the like back in like the early 20th century, um, original anime clips were silent films. A lot of movies, obviously, were silent films before they had audio, but they were just like paper cutouts. And mm-hmm. um, around like the 30s and 40s, majority of anime was propaganda for like World War II, mm-hmm.
1: um,
2: and continued until they started to around the nineteen fifties mm-hmm. after like Disney created Snow White, Japanese animators decided to change the style that they did their cartoons. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was quite interesting, you know, at least to be an early part of it. If you get a chance, you can even Google to see how it looks. And it's very, it's different. It's mm-hmm. very different, but it's 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 unique, and it's it makes you just feel like you should appreciate it. You know, yeah. cartoons shows have come a long, a long way, and
1: yeah, they definitely they definitely have. I know it it took me almost a year to finally watch um, anime and get into it. Mm. Um, it it started with us going. You know, we go to Vegas every year for Halloween and we dress up. And so he wanted to go as the characters in Demon Slayer. And I didn't know anything about that because I've never watched um, cartoons Yes. or I said cartoons. I never watched anime. So um, I finally decided that um, I was going to watch it. So I was a receptionist at BMW. And while I was there, I take my tablet to work and I just started watching it. And so I end up watching the whole season of Demon Slayer in only a few days. Okay. And um, if you don't know about Demon Slayer, it's uh, about this boy named uh, Tanjiro and his sister Nezuko. So Tanjiro was gone somewhere and his family was murdered by a demon. The only person who was sort of left alive was, was his sister Nezuko. And she was actually bit by the demon too. And she has to be put in a box that's carried on his back away from the sun um, so that, you know, she won't die or anything. And so they go around trying to save people uh, from the same fate of their family. And they just go around trying to um, kill demons. And I thought it was really good, especially the graphic of it all. Yes. was amazing. And so that just really got me into it. And after that one, I just started watching this crazy one called Parasite. And yes. yeah, so that Demon Slayer is what got me into um, watching anime. That's, that's love and dedication. You're gonna carry me on your back in a box. Yes, and I, I th- we can we could not do that for Halloween. I'm like, you're not carrying me around. So, but uh, <laughs> that, now that would be dedication to a costume. But also the okay. So the reason I didn't want to do it wasn't because he had to carry me on a box. They brother and sister. So I found that to be a little weird. So I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Um mm-hmm. so we ended up just being like army people. Uh, I was an army girl and he was an army guy. Um so that was our costume.
2: Uh, okay. that's pretty cool.
1: Um what got you started watching anime?
2: Um, you know, when I was young, um, my parents used to be in the military and they were actually stationed in Japan when Ooh. I was Yes. So I had influence of Asian culture uh, up until about the age of nine. so from oh, maybe two to nine, okay. you know, there's a lot of things that I still have in practice. And, you know, they have, they of course had anime over there. And um, they also, but they also had a lot of American cartoons Jap- dubbed in Japanese. Okay. So they're, they're very, they're very hip to American culture. They're rich in their own culture. Do not mm-hmm. be mistaken. But it's like, what comes next? The Western culture. The Western scene. so, uh, we, when I was younger, my mom didn't let me watch Pokemon while we were in <laughs> Japan. Yeah. And it was because at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: there was a particular episode that does not get aired anymore. And I don't okay. even know it on any type of special DVD, but what it was, it was causing children to have seizures and uncontrollable vomiting due to the excessive flashing of lights and colors that were coming across the screen. So I actually wasn't allowed to watch Pokemon until we came back to the States and my mom realized, I guess, that the episodes were not going, the rest of the episodes after that, they banned that particular episode, basically. So uh, I started watching it from there.
1: Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, um, I have no, well, I didn't watch Pokemon. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: and um, I know a lot of people have watched this cartoon or this anime that I'm about to say, Sailor Moon. And I didn't hear about that until last year.
2: Oh, no. I grew up on Sailor Moon and the Spice Girls and Backstreet Boys. And oh, no. like so that kind of was my pop culture reference growing up. So I loved Taylor Moon, um, the main character, and just what she went through. Her cat talking, and it's just like her friends, and they become on this journey. And later in the seasons, because she she's in love with a mystery guy called Tuxedo Man, but he's actually just another boy
1: from her high school that she can't stand. But they mm-hmm. don't know. They didn't know they liked each other typical. Well, I know you had mentioned something about um, the Western um, and and Japan. And that got Mm -hmm. me, while you're looking up her. that got me to thinking of this one anime, and it's called Blue Eye Samurai. And it's um, a series about um, Japan's Edo period, which is like the 17th century. And it's a half white, half Japanese um, person. um, The character is and she's on a quest for vengeance against four white men one of them who is her father who allegedly remained in japan during the closing of, the, of his borders mm-hmm. and they end up you know killing her mother and some more people so um, it's a really good one and the graphics in that is so good and it brings where the white man brought over the we- uh, guns um into japan so it just really shows you uh the dynamics in how western culture had played a part in over there in japan and how the white man is you know the reason guns came everywhere
2: wow we're just gonna we're just gonna do what typical world does
1: we gotta blame the white people for everything (laughs) right i mean The main character, her name is Misu, and her experience of discrimination as a mixed race woman, like she can't, um, they can't do any uh, revenge or else they'll get killed. Um, Like, they they can't do any of that. So she has to describe herself, disguise herself as a man in order to pursue her path of revenge. Because if she does it as a woman, then she would get punished or killed.
2: Oh, wow. This is giving Mulan vibes.
1: Yeah, it's, 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 you, if y'all haven't watched it, you definitely need to watch it. It's, it's worth watching. And like I said, the animation is crazy.
2: But yeah, it's just basically her and her friends and she fights off these demons and bad creatures. That's pretty much the premise of like a lot of anime they're fighting Yeah some type of supernatural power or Ooh. it has something to do with some type of technology and space. Yeah. Um, and like, it makes me think about like how we adopted in America, anime culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that like Astro boy and speed racer are actually animes that were dubbed into no. English cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, around 1993, you see the first time that they bring over anime into the U.S. And then it became, like, super, super popular. So, and um, there's, like, a popular genre. In anime, it's, like, they have genre, like, genres of music. Mm -hmm. So, they have a genre called maui, which describes, usually often, as, like, lighthearted high school age girls with plot lines of showing them criticized for being, like, overly simple and sexist uh but yet a lot of people tend to love that type of anime so if you notice a lot of schoolgirl you'll just if you notice a lot of schoolgirl references are in it mm-hmm. so.
1: yeah and that it's like there's this one like we were naming the different kinds of anime you know you said there's there's action romance, and all those there's also a sort of anime that i don't watch in this hentai and it's more pornish and it's i don't i don't watch that and it's like there's this one that to me it falls in that category but it's not and that's um bastard and it's because they show a lot of you know the breast and stuff like that but they don't actually show the actions but they show um what's the word they use. it looks like they're having sex, but they're not. So it's implied. In implied. Implied. I couldn't make yeah. it that from that.
2: <laughs> no, and they, yeah. they do a lot of sexual reference. Like there was this one anime. It's called Coolie. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's based off of, uh, I guess, a manga. I guess that's the mm-hmm. it. And uh, I think it's a six part series, like a small book series. Yeah. And it's basically, like a girl witch who just trying to. User powers or whatever. And uh, she meets this boy where she's always like she's older than him, but she's always pressed up on him, doing like very sexual things where he's like always blushing and yeah, nervous. Like he, I liked Foolie cooly <laughs> the fact it was extreme, it was extremely sexual because I saw it when I was in high school and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And um and it, at the end of it, because okay, there's this giant, there's this giant building it's a, it like every b-roll they do they they do a glance of the city and they always were focused on this building that had smoke coming out the top like a pointed triangle mm-hmm. but it was like the last episode you realize it was actually a giant iron that oh. like was going to flatten the city so i guess that part was like you know how steam comes out of the mm-hmm. top? that's yeah. what the building was smoking for like okay. that, yeah it was a giant iron it's it's interesting you might want to
1: check that one out too okay yeah, so i know um uh, i just want people to know like don't you, don't let people tell you that anime is just for kids mm-hmm. there are plenty of anime that are perfect for adults right and so i'm going to give you a few of the ones that i like right and then i'm going to give you some that other people have said, um, that are pretty good and I haven't necessarily watched yet. Um, but the ones that I feel are amazing and good to watch, like I said, Death Note is, is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Parasite is a good, uh, anime for, for you to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're girly, you'll like Romantic Killer. Um, can't communicate. Lookism. The Way of the House Husband, uh, Blue Exorcist, mm. Blue Period, The Dangerous Life of Sakai, That was crazy. Um, Eden Zero, One Piece, Black Clover. Those two are my th- one of my favorites. One Piece, Black Clover and Hunter Hunter are my top three. Um, the Daily Life of the Immortal King, Classroom of the Elite. I know I'm fixing to mess this up. Uh, Miri, it's M-I-E-R-U-K-O slash Chan. Miri- Mirioko Chan? I can't say it, I know I messed it up. Uh, my Hero Academia, that's also one of my favorites. Hunter Hunter and Death Note. Um, some that other people like watching are Naruto, uh, Attack on Titans and Full Metal Alchemist.
2: Okay. No, that's a lot. I know. No, it doesn't even,
1: that doesn't even
2: scratch. Yeah. You know, um, I have a list of shows too, but before I get into that, I kind of want to talk about how it influenced Hollywood because you were talking about how anime is just not for kids and anime actually like influenced Hollywood, like movies, for example, The Matrix. Oh, okay. Um and Kill Bill. So Kill Bill was based off of a movie, an anime titled uh, Without Honor and Dignity, and that mm-hmm. was created back in 1974. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, other, anime, uh, other Hollywood movies, including Inception, uh, that was based off of an anime called Paprika.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You literally see scenes. If you were to watch this anime called Paprika, you'll see that scenes from inception match the one from the movie so where leonardo in the movie where he's running down the hallway and it turns into like some type of a, a turning corridor yeah yeah same scene and then um there was a page there was a page there was a, a part where elliot page um had touched like the wall and there's a same scene as well and a lot of people also don't know that uh. Stranger Things is based off of an anime. So, yeah, I forgot the name of it. It's like Akia, Akila, I can't remember the name of it, but this anime basically is the same plot. Children who are guinea pigs to the government similar to like uh Eleven's powers and that manipulate uh energy and a lot of people notice a lot of fans noticed that the plot of stranger things was similar to an anime called elfin lied and okay. they had other parts taken from there too like the sci-fi and stuff and animes that i would you know suggest of course you know the classic when you're a kid pokemon mm-hmm. um the ones that pokemon then i've watched Sailor Moon. sailor moon okay. has gone further than
1: they've got like 42 seasons and let me tell you something I'm gonna have to watch that I guess because I've never seen any of Sailor Moon
2: I would recommend definitely watching maybe the first few seasons but let me tell you something funny because
1: animes and I think about
2: the 90s and how shows used to be and mm-hmm. shows used to be longer so it was longer than 10 episodes so like first season is like 50 episodes yeah like, <laughs> less, like that didn't even, and then the second episode is just as long mm-hmm. so I didn't like I didn't burned through when I rewatched them. I didn't watch each one, per se. I watched, like, probably, like, six or seven or ten from each and kind of got, you know, the gist of it. But that... I used to watch Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Z, it's funny, because they were dubbed a couple different times um, with different... Uh, what do you call that? Different scripts. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the scripts were different, even though it's the same... Like plot, some of it was different. So you would have to look into that. I watched, um, like I said, uh, Fully Coolie. I like Mm -hmm. Studio Jubilee's work. So they're an anime company who've made like a movie called uh, My Neighbor, My Neighbor, Totoro. Then we have Ponyo and Kiki's Delivery Service. Kiki's Delivery Service is about a witch who's just delivering food, and Ponyo is like a fish, girl fish thing. Okay. We turn into a human on land, but turns literally into a fish in the ocean. Um, there's cowboy Bebop from the 90s. I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, one of my other favorite animes was <clears throat> Inuyasha. Inuyasha uh starts off with a young girl who's in a uh, school, parochial school, and she falls down like a random well that leads her into a different dimension, and she runs into a The main character, his name is Inuyasha. And he's like half wolf, half person. And they fight demons to collect this jewel shard or pieces of a jewel of shards of this jewel. And it's supposed to harness like some type of power. But that show is controversial because it never technically ended. It just stopped making episodes. So we have like, there's like fan fanfare, favorites whatever you call the term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. Uh, ending of episodes and like Reddit and stuff or so people really get into it like there's these Comic Con
1: adventures which I really
2: want to Yes go. Me, too. Go
1: to me too I definitely want to go to Comic Con and I'm going to either be I don't know uh, uh, Tony Tony Chopper off One Piece or I don't know I don't know who I would be probably Kilawa. okay off of um hunter hunter but i don't know
2: i wouldn't even know where to begin but i mean
1: besides nezuko but right
2: you want to you want to you want to stick out at the same time because you go everybody loves the same thing as you but then you guys are all like wearing the same outfit there's like 30 Uh in a crowd and but that's pretty cool. I think Dallas has uh, some pretty good am- anime cons, and they
1: have they have them here too.
2: I yeah, I've been to a couple of them, so I have not so, been to San Japan. San Japan, have you seen been that one yet or no?
1: No, the one. Okay, let's see. Hold on, let me look it up. That anime con, the one that they have. Um, Dream convention is the Black Anime Con, and they have those around here too. Okay, when is that? That one is, um, I know, I think it just is this one is going to be July 26th through the 28th this year, okay. and it's going to be at the Austin Convention Center.
2: Okay,
1: and they have badges that are. If you all want to know, there are, uh, for a premium badge, you have the ones that are 250 and for a weekend badge, um, they are $100. But as of right now, the weekend badge is sold out, and the next drop will be February, I mean, March 15th, which is a Friday at 7. But the premium badges, which are $200, um, they're still available.
2: Of course the cheaper
1: ones are
2: <laughs> everyone's like gone
1: gone gone right and Dreamcon is I want VIP Dreamcon is good is uh, the, the pictures that I've seen compared mm. to regular Comic-Con right um you know how like regular Comic-Con everybody was like all bunched up and up against each other like right here it's still the same amount of people but it's not everybody up on each other you, they're giving you space Right. And that's what I like. Yeah. And
2: Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. I went I took my son to a small little anime convention that uh his I took my son to a anime convention that one of his classmates mom had invited us. And it was one of it was at one of the empty malls around here. Mm-hmm. it was It was okay. I knew it wasn't going to be as big as these other ones that are at the convention centers, but it was it was okay. some Sometimes I find it interesting that some of the stuff they sell are stuff that you could easily buy at a garage sale or um, eBay, you know, so and they want to charge a higher price. I prefer not to really buy merchandise unless it's legitimately unique not something that I can get offline you know what I mean
1: hmm yeah. so I actually found a few more um, comicons that's around Texas so there is this one has it ended yesterday there was one in Houston anime bursts um, there's let's see what's close San Marcos has one coming up on uh, February 16th through the 18th. It's called Ushikon. Um It's at the M- Embassy Suites in San Marcos. Mm-hmm. Then we have Kawacon on K-A-W-A-C-O-N 2024. That's March 2nd through the 3rd. That's in San Antonio. Um... Is Conroe close? Is where? Conroe. I
2: have never heard of that place.
1: Okay, well, um, we have Brown Rock. Uh, we have one on August 16th through the 18th that's Colossal Con. Um, San Japan in October 30th through the 31st in San Antonio. Right. And then, of course, I didn't even mention Dallas and Houston and other ones, but There are plenty more. Um, I'll add that to our page so everyone can find that out. Right.
2: I heard there's a big one every year in Japan. I mean, not Uh, Japan, sorry. uh, uh, Las Vegas. (laughs) uh Oh. Yeah,
1: there's supposedly a big one there. So, Let's see. Vegas. Anime Vegas. It is March 23rd, through the, in the 24th, um,
2: I think that one's the biggest in the States, if I'm correct one or, and then the one, I think the one San Japan and then the one in Dallas, I think those were the three big ones, maybe Florida as well. Mm -hmm. But I think those, I think, I know for sure I saw Vegas was on the top of the list. So and I and I know that there's a lot of conventions that actually come around through here. I just don't take <laughs> time to,
1: to do them. Yeah. And um, the list of animes that we listed, I'll make a post on our Facebook, Instagram, and post those on there. So you want to look those up. And I also add some links to some um, articles that give you a list of anime. So it, you know. Any way you want to watch, we'll put those out for you. Right. And um, did you have anything else you want to talk about on anime today?
2: Nope. I just recommend uh, getting into Studio Jubilee. They have a line of movies. Just they just yeah. the creativity that they do. It's it's like one of those take your imagination type of um, company where mm-hmm. they have multiple sets of movies underneath there there's their listing so
1: it's see i'm trying to find the the name of the kind that i watch is i it's like show showing or something like that i can't exactly figure um say the name but it's like showing or something um, but it's a certain type of anime and it's those, like, or it's like the production company. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that um, I really watch more. Oh.
2: You know who's actually gotten really into anime? Uh, Netflix. They yeah. uh, they have a slew of anime cartoons.
1: They do. I, I watch them on there. Um, I watch them on Funimation, but Funimation's actually about to go away. Um, so do you, you watch, watch Crunchyroll? yeah we watch them on there we're watching uh, that's what we're watching One Piece right now in Japanese okay Uh, so yeah also just to let y'all know not all anime is in English so you might have to watch it in a different language so you know read your subtitles so get your just be prepared Yep. but I mean at first I didn't like I didn't like reading Um, I hated it so much But um, now that's all mainly that I watch because most of my shows and everything that I watch on Netflix are either in Korean, Japanese, something. I'm not watching it in English. Mm -hmm. And I figured out the type that I was saying. It's shonen, S-H-O-N-E-N. And it's an editorial category of Japanese comics targeting an audience. It says of adolescent boys. It's also <laughs> it is also along with the manga targeting adolescents, girls, and young women. And that's me. That's um, it. So, yeah. So I mean, that's is mainly it's targeting who it wants, and I like the ones like that. that it's someone like except older men. It's like high school. It they're not really fighting. Oh. Those are the type that I like. It's they're not really going out killing people or stuff like that. So
2: that's like the best student council. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the main character. She's a they're they're school kids and they just have regular weird drama. There is some weird underlying like probably like paranormal stuff going on, but mm-hmm. it's not like fighting but a lot of anime has a lot of internal the characters always have internal struggle or some type of internal thought like there's a lot of there's a lot of times where they're not talking because they're just thinking and you hear all their well, thoughts
1: and that's one thing that gets me um when they're fighting mm-hmm. when how do you have time to give tell me your plans um do a backstory um like all these different things. Like we're supposed to be in the middle of a fight, yet you thinking about all this other stuff. Like, come on, that's the only thing that really gets me. But I like it, I enjoy it.
2: That that's like my, my childhood when I used to watch Dragon Ball Z from like mm-hmm. after school. Dragon Ball Z dr- some of the versions drag out, so you know they shorten them, but the original yeah. series they'll have like two characters who because pretty much all the characters know how Right? It's
1: like yeah. Character.
2: Like, imagine everybody just being wrestlers and they just happen to run into each other. So, mm-hmm. like, there's two characters. They're like, they're nemesis. They're floating in the air. And then the random just field of grass or dirt. That's usually their scenery. And all they do is talk shit. And then you get to the next episode. A character shows up. They're like, oh, no, they're fighting. The, <laughs> the character runs away, gets to the where they need to go to, by the next episode, they're still talking shit. Haven't fought. They're they're like flaring up. By like the third or fifth time episode, like from the original one where they fought, they finally start to fight, but then the fight goes like five
1: episodes. Like oh no. Okay, so you know we're on one piece, right? Yes. This fight has lasted four years. <laughs> okay, so you know this is we're we're on where people were back in the day. So we're we catching up. So people. Who were watching one piece when it was coming out were waiting one episode a week for this and it lasted four years
2: isn't that sad it's like, there,
1: we are patient though remember mm-hmm.
2: so we had to wait there was no other option but you know what that built the hype
1: because everyone yeah was talking about you can't- titans Attack on Titans became a worldwide phenomenon after the first episode aired back in 2013, mostly thanks to its unique setting and bold storytelling that's not afraid to kill off the main characters. The show is set in a post-apocalyptic future where humanity can only exist within three massive walls, protecting them from the Titans, which are giant humanoid creatures that prey on humans. After a colossal titan kicks a hole in the wall, teenager pro- propagandist Aaron decides to join the military scout corps and find a way back to fight back against the titans. So that's them. Then you have Death Note. And I know most people have heard about Death Note. Enlightened Yagami. So Death Note is a, is about a guy who stumbles upon a book. And the book is called A Death Note. And its owner is Ryuk, which is the Grim Reaper. The Death Note, I mean, the notebook is from hell and has the power to kill anybody who has name written in them pages. And life decides to use the power to cleanse the world. As Kira, he'll reform society through vigilante justice unless the gift Unless the gifted but eccentric detective known as Al stops him first, so we got those, and then we have Full Metal Alchemist. And I've never watched that one. Okay, I've heard of that one before. Yeah, but um, it says that Full Metal Alchemist um, is about brothers Ed and Al, and after a failed attempt at bringing their mother back to life through alchemy, um, which backfired, Ed is cost an arm and a leg. It also leaves air as a bodiless soul chained to a set of armor. Wow. Yeah, so you can definitely watch those. And you had a few more suggestions, right?
2: <laughs> I actually wanted to correct something. Uh, but I said Sailor Moon's name earlier. It was actually uh, Yusagi. So mm-hmm. I actually pronounced that wrong. because I, I knew I was saying it wrong because there was another show. So that's why I was giving up the other name for that. But Okay. Um, some people wouldn't consider it anime, but to me it is. It's Avatar. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it when it was out. I know that, um like Shyamalan tried to do a live action movie and did trash. I'm so sorry. That's why he never came back and did any of the other sequels because it's supposed to be like book. He he learns this power. It's a young boy who's an airbender who can mm-hmm. you know manipulate air but he also has the ability to do you know manipulate water fire and earth and everyone he's the avatar because he can do all of them everyone else either can do one or none and there's only one avatar at a time so he his main character is like he starts off it starts off with a brother and sister uh-huh. And uh, Sokka and Katara. And they are part of the water tribe. And they're, you know, Sokka irritates Katara. And she she's a waterbender. And so she gets irritated and causes some type of water that, around them to move. Which they didn't uh-huh. know that this boy was frozen in ice underneath them. So she caused the little boy to come out from the ice. He's trying to figure out how he ended up in ice. But he, he was awake a 100 years later. And it just goes down to the story of like what him adjusting to the future. Pretty much everybody he knows is dead. Him mm-hmm. still having to fulfill being the avatar. A kid, a hundred years old. Everyone thought the avatar disappeared because a new avatar cannot be be created until the yeah. previous one dies. So, okay. they, so that's why another one never came for all those hundreds of years because the boy was frozen in ice. Okay. And he did that just because he was under pressure, but it gets into it later. And they're doing another live action movie, which actually looks decent. They said that they're it, so it does. Yeah. So I hope I hope it does well. I think what Netflix took it? Was I Netflix? think so? I think
1: yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Netflix, yeah. Netflix, they've got good budget over there. Um, yeah. So I can't complain. There's one that I want to watch. Um uh, is who Megan dressed up as is um for Halloween. Soul Eater. Everyone okay. says that it's really good. It's a Japanese manga too. You know, mangas is basically the um, comic book form. Comic books of, for for the Japanese people. Yeah. Um, but it's it it says it revolves around three teams, and each consistency consisting of a weapon master and at least one human that can transform into a weapon. So yeah. Oh, my like Anamorphosis. You ever read that book growing up?
2: -mm. No. Um, Yeah, Anamorphosis is some stuff from the 90s, but it was just kids morphing into animals and it turned into a TV show. One last anime that I would like to talk about is uh, a cartoon called Ham Taro. And it is so cute it's about a ham it's about a bunch of hamsters mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just like they're just they're just so adorable just living their little hamster lives i think it only made it a couple seasons uh-huh. and, but like i they came out with like three games on game boy i bought all three of them or I made mean, my mom buy them so those i got really into the Hamtaro thing because i thought they were just so adorable so if you're ever into some innocent
1: cartoons that's definitely the one to do <laughs> okay i will definitely look into it mm-hmm. and i know <clears throat> we were talking about um anime right but i just uh, happened in, to see okay. that um post that you were talking about where Jermaine says y'all got me fucked up you and those those socks are crazy I wouldn't have they they are slouch socks with a pocket with a pearl on it that's yes. a Louis Vuitton. I don't it's care how much pearl, it's a pearl. They have a pearl. Yeah, so I don't know, Jermaine, but you know, that's off the subject of anime. I just saw it and I had wanted to come back around real quick, but yeah, yep. uh, no. It's like you'd you
2: rather them just be
1: ruffle socks. Right, because that's not it. <laughs>
2: Looking to have great memories captured in time for you to see whenever you like? Want wonderful photos for any occasion? Then contact Christina for all your unforgettable moments you want to cherish forever. You can go to her Instagram page, With Rain and Light, and in her bio she states from Austin, Texas to wherever you are. You can also go to her website, www.withrainandlight.com, and get started with your memories today.
1: Welcome to the horror story segment of our podcast. Each week, we'll bring you a new story that will chill you to the bone. So sit back, relax, and let us take you on a journey into the dark side of the human imagination. So this is the final part of... The story that I've been telling, someone followed me home a month ago. Now I can see myself on a baby monitor, putting my bed son to bed. I'm still at work. I ran up the stairs, ignoring the care risks of my own life, only caring for the lives of my family. I didn't care how much noise I was making. Knowing the dust of my feet up the stairs would clearly show where I was to this intruder of my own life. Maybe I should distract this man The screams had stopped. Georgina, where are you? Are you all right? I screamed, my lungs burning from the inside out. There's no reply. All I can hear is my heart beating. A speed so quick that I had never experienced in my 35 years of life. I first run into my baby's room. I had noted this on the camera, but looking down into the crib, my son wasn't breathing. Creepingly still. I knew I couldn't save him now, but I still prayed that maybe, just maybe my wife just just was asleep, not aware of the stranger presumably in the room with her. Therefore, I spent only a couple seconds looking down on the brutal weak body of my beautiful baby boy. For some reason I noted before I left, the dark purple hand print mark still left, left on his neck. Suffocation? At least my baby didn't have to suffer through so much through death. It was also with me, my baby's crying wouldn't, wouldn't warn my wife. She wouldn't have even known. Running into the hall, I breathed, fearing that I would see us entering my bedroom. For the first time since entering the home, I tiptoed as quietly as possible through the room. The door cracked open slightly, so the show of the light on the bed's side dim. A dim, glown light lighting up the otherwise pitch-black hall. I pick up the candle off the side of the banister by the stairs, as it's the closest weapon to me. My wife had always been obsessed with decorating our home with paintings or candles. A desperate attempt to make our newish home more warm and happy. Definitely ironic now. Creaking the door open, the doors feel uncomfortably loaded compared to the eerie silence of the rest of the house. I peered through the door, looking for any other people before stepping in, thinking that my wife was the only one here. I entirely ignored the big Doc Morgan looking boot at the bottom of the simple navy blue velvet curtains. Also ignoring how I had never heard anyone leave in the hall, even through the windows were clearly closed as I could see through the crack in between the curtains. I looked down into my wife's side of the bed, desperately trying to hold myself together. Unable to scream, shout or sob, my wife was laying in a pool of dark murky red blood slowly seeking into our white mattress cover and all over the similarly white bellowed pillar. Her weak body was covered in a musky, deep, messy cuts. Her legs, chest, and even her beautiful face. Her perfect face in pieces, near unrecognizable. If it wasn't for her long ass hair Even I wouldn't be able to recognize her. Her body was in an inhumane position. It was clear that it wasn't just a normal murder. Something was definitely wrong. I could feel the tears blurring up the bottoms of my eyes, burning up my cheeks, dripping down my face. I couldn't hold in an uncontrollable pain, especially knowing that my wife would have died thinking that I was her killer. It was unbearable. Her blood had dried in her lovely long golden hair, slowly turning in a disgusting brownish red mess. I didn't hear the creak of the curtain moving across the rail from behind me as I still was focusing on the body of the love of my life. I only noticed when it was too late, as the warm breaths went down my neck, chilling me to the core, giving me thousands of goosebumps across my arms and legs. Then the hand went around my mouth, smothering my screams. The figure's other hand began to tap up tape up my legs carelessly, bending my knees so strongly that I couldn't hear the cracks at the tendons snap, the bones cracked. The pain was unbearable. The rider then attempted to do my hands as well, but not taping them this time, just snapping and cracking them, leaving me too weak to even attempt to fight back. I felt like my legs were going to collapse, but the figure still had held me with their hands. I could not feel the figure's heartbeat on my back or any more than small breaths. He seemed impossibly calm for a human. It couldn't be a human. The figure then shoved me into the oak wood closet carelessly. It was as if the figure didn't even care for my life, but also could not be bothered to straight, straight out kill me. Then leaving me to die in pain instead of putting me out of my sickening misery. Leaving me to die in pain with the knowledge that my family would have forever thinking of me as their killer. That all leads me up to when I'm typing this, so Now, my fingers had become just strong enough to type this, even though the rest of my body was slowly getting weaker and weaker. It's been at least a couple days since I got here. I would've expected for my employer to call me on the phone, the one I'm typing on, since I hadn't been at work for two days, which would be very unlike me. I've worked out from now, Why? This figure has started to actually be me, living in my house, sleeping in my bed, going to work, replacing me. I'm getting really tired and hungry now. I might go to sleep. Please be careful if you see something off about someone. It might not really be who you think they should be goodbye world yeah that definitely wasn't what I was expecting especially at the end I was expecting a little more um, but yeah that is the end of our horror section and um if you like those and want more just you know let us know and we'll definitely um do some more of those or if you like the emma the assholes let me know and i can do more of those so whichever one you like more i can definitely do those um so uh, this is the end of that section so stay tuned for our next segment
2: and this is music with lady roscoe where we talk about current Past and present. Music, entertainment, just for the best of years. In today's music segment, we'll be talking about how anime influences music and culture and how anime influences everything else. So, this is more of an entertainment section today. Anime has such a significant influence on music, both in Japanese and around the world. Here are a few ways in which anime has impacted the history. Anime theme songs. One of the most recognizable aspects of anime are theme songs. Anime theme songs often have catchy melodies, meaningful lyrics, that resonate with their viewers. These songs can range from upbeat and energetic to emotional and heartfelt. Many anime-themed songs have become popular outside of Japan and have topped the charts in various countries. Anime has helped popularize the genre of J-pop, Japanese pop, and J-rock, Japanese rock. Both in Japan and internationally, many popular anime series feature j-pop and j-rock artists which has led to an increased exposure for the success of the musicians some anime series have also served as a launching pad for new artists helping them gain recognition in the music industry concerts and live performances anime themed concerts live performances have been increasingly popular over the years these often feature performances by artists who have sung or composed music for anime series. Fans can enjoy live renditions of their favorite anime songs, experience the energy and excitement of being surrounded by fellow fans when doing or going to live concerts and performances. Anime has also facilitated collaborations between music and anime series. Popular artists have been commissioned to create music specifically for anime openings endings and soundtracks the collaborations have resulted in unique memorable music that adds to the overall experience musical diversity anime covers a wide range of genres and themes and the div- diversity reflects it in music whether it's pop rock hip-hop classical electric music Anime soundtracks often incorporate various music styles to complement storytelling, to expose the different genres as broaden the music horizon of many anime fans and introduce them to new styles of music. Anime has profound impact on the music industry, showcasing the talents of Japanese music and introducing global audiences to vibrant and diverse anime music. Anime has a significant influence on American cultures in various ways. Pop culture. Anime has become integrated in American pop culture, which influenced iconic series like Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, and Pokemon, gaining widespread recognition and fandom. These shows have influenced fashion, language, even music, with references and memes appearing in mainstream media. Media and entertainment. The success of anime in the United States has led to its integration into mainstream media and entertainment. American adaptation of popular anime series, live-action films based in anime properties, and collaborations between American and Japanese studios have become more common. Fandom and Conventions Anime conventions such as Anime Expo, Otakon, and Comic-Con draw thousands of attendees each year, showcasing the passion and creativity of anime fans. Cosplay, the practice of dressing up as an anime character, has become a popular hobby among American fans, contributing to the vibrant anime community. Merchandise and merchandising. The popularity of anime has resulted in booming market for merchandise, including action figures, clothing, accessories, and collectibles. Major retailers in the United States now carry a wide range of anime-related products, catering to the demand of fans of all ages. Art and Animation Animation Animes, animation Distinct visual style and storytelling techniques have influenced American animation and entertainment. Shows like Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The, La- the Legend of Katara, which is the spin off, draw inspiration from anime, incorporating elements of the artistry and native complexity. Overall, anime's influence on American culture continues to grow, transcending its status as a niche interest to become a mainstream phenomenon embraced by people of all ages.
0: What's going down with it, man? It's your boy, Big Tone P. Melrott Entertainment in the building, you know what I'm saying? Y'all go follow me on IG, Big underscore Tone underscore P, and Big Tone P on YouTube. Go like and subscribe to their channel. Shout out to Yoko Camille and Lady Roscoe. Not your average podcast, man. Shout out. Much love, you know what I'm saying? Peace. Yo, 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 what's up,
1: everybody? And welcome back to a Of our podcast, where we talk about the latest currency bits happening around the world. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new. All right. So, welcome to Around the World and Back. So there are a few things that I want to talk to y'all about today that are very serious. And I'm not sure if you understand or if you knew about them. So I want to inform you so that you are aware and you are on the lookout. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about is <clears throat> there is a police search for two armed teens who threaten to shoot a preschool up. So there are two Wyoming teenagers who allegedly threatened to carry out a mass shooting at a preschool here in Texas. Um, they are armed and driving a stolen car thought to be heading um, here to the southern state. Wyoming police alerted Texas authorities that the two boys, Quinn Damon Wardrick and Otis David Ellum, had stolen guns in a 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle and were likely en route to League City near Houston after running away from Wyoming on February 7. Now, these teams reportedly exchanged text messages talking about shooting up a preschool in Texas, although they did not mention a specific target. The Amarillo Police Department said on February 9 that they expected the teens to be passing through Amarillo, which was along the fastest route toward League City. The suspects are reportedly driving a white Chevy with a black top and a thin white stripe along the sides with Wyoming license plates. In their announcements, Amarillo police uh, included pictures of the teens and the car they are driving in. Now, they were supposedly um, told to do this by this um, older lady older lady, who is supposed to be um, In a relationship with one of the fathers of one of the boys and she is the one who is supposedly told these um, young teens to do this now i say young but they're uh, 16 years old and you know some teenagers their brain isn't fully developed and i can't say they don't know right from wrong but they do understand the difference between going and shooting up um a preschool school or any school is completely wrong. Um, So if you do see either of those two young men, please be on the lookout and report that. Um, Also, I wanted to inform you about one of the stories that we talked about recently um, last week, and it was about the Virginia Beach Pier car that um went over so finally they have confirmed uh that they have recovered the vehicle from the ocean and that it was driven by a 57 year old caucasian man um at this time they are not um, revealing his name or and they don't know the reason exactly why um he did it but they do Um, they did say that he was a 57 year old man and, um, he was alone in the vehicle and they don't know as of yet, um, the reason that, you know, he drove off into the pier. Um, so hopefully they'll have some more details on that. And once they do, I will definitely, um, update you some more on that. Um, that was a really sad and traumatic, um, Event So um, if you're thinking about suicide or you know someone that is, um, there is the crisis line, which is 988. You can text or call that. And there's also 988lifeline.org. And it's available 24 hours, seven days a week. So if you ever are feeling distressed or you're going through things and you feel like um, taking your life is the best option, reach out to someone so that um, you can get that help. Um, also here in Texas, I want to talk about little Noel Rodriguez Alvarez. If you haven't heard about him, his mother has been indicted on multiple charges, including capital murder. So a Torrent County grand jury has indicted the mother of missing six-year-old Noel Rodriguez Alvarez on multiple charges, including capital murder. Cindy rodriguez seen was indicted on felony charges on capital murder, two counts of injury to a child, and one count of abandoning, abandoning without the intent to return. Um, these indictments will significantly support their efforts to apprehend and uh, indict her back to the United States. Now, she has went off to, they fled to India, Cindy, um, Noel's stepfather, and their other six children, uh, they all went to India. And in November, she had filled out the application for these um, passports, but she never included an application for her six-year-old son. So she never planned um, on taking him. And then she told uh, her family that she sold him to someone at a HEB um, but they end up finding the remains um, or they're looking for the remains of this young boy um, so she will be indicted and they're trying to bring her back and I think that's really disgusting and sick for you to um, do that to your child like what what is going through your head when you do those type of things um like, if you do the things to get a child, you need to do the things to take care of that child. That child didn't ask to be brought into the world. So for you to kill this child and abuse this child, you're dead wrong. And when you go to jail, whatever happens to you, I'm just going to say you deserve it. Because you should have never done those things to that child. Um, and another case that I want to talk about is here in Austin. And... It's about a serial killer, and so I'm just going to read this article, and it says, Serial killer hysteria returns to Austin after another body pulled from Lady Bird Lake. So, Austin's social media accounts, including um, a true crime Facebook group, lit up Tuesday after authorities pulled a body from Lady Bird Lake, reuniting unfound speculation that there is a serial killer here in the city. On Monday afternoon, the Austin Police Department held a press conference confirming the body's recovery. It's unclear how long the uh, corpse has been there and there is no identifiers. <clears throat> was the water, um, which has no identifiers, was in the water and whether it was any wounds. Public information officer, Aerial Crimes, told reporters. Homicide is actively investigating this as a death investigation. Although details remain sparse, this discovery was enough to stir conspiracy theories and would-be sluiced back into the action on the Lady Bird Lake Serial Killer True Crime Group. Uh, I was 100% sure Austin had a Serial Killer last time they found a body. Um, and I'm about 125% sure now, says a post um, Tuesday morning. Rumors of a serial killer hunting young men and dumping their bodies in Lady Burke Lake, a reservoir southeast of downtown Austin, ran rampant last April. drawing international media attention, police recovered the bodies of Jason John, Clifton Axtell, Jonathan Honey, and Christopher Hayes Clark, all between the ages of 20 and 40, between February and April of 2023, in that reservoir. When the Texas Monthly ran a story largely debunking this idea that a serial killer was responsible, rabbit members of the Facebook group scolded the publication and the journal- journalists who wrote the story. Some even suggested that Austin police paid off the magazine. Now, at the time, Jerome Ramey, a now retired St. Mary university law professor and former legal advisor to the urban police department told the current the accusations against the austin police department and the texas monthly were laughable now what do you think about that because i mean if they go missing down on 6th street or at those bars over there then they all end up in the lake it's little something fishy now a large scale conspiracies are extremely difficult to organize and extremely difficult to keep confidential ramey said Almost always, information can be gathered about the extent of each kind of conspiracy. It's just difficult. If you want to commit a crime, do it yourself. Don't ever do it with someone else. Now, if you're going out downtown, go with someone else. Stay with your friends. And if you're going alone, keep your location updated so someone can know where you are at all times. And the last thing, I think that's it. That was everything that I wanted to talk about today. So, um, yeah, uh, Lady Roscoe will be back in and give you her um, around the world and back. So that's all I wanted to do for today. So I want you all to have a wonderful day. And thank you for tuning in with us at Not Your Average Podcast. So
2: the topic that I wanted to talk about in Around the World and Back is Elon Musk creating chips to insert in the brains. And what this has been going on is him and his company have been claiming that these chips are currently could be used to assist individuals who may be in form of a disability, including paralysis, Or even speech impediment or issues. The part of the brain where the chip is inserted is supposed to basically read your brain and then trigger movements to those body parts that normally wouldn't move. For example, if you're a paraplegic, they said they've been testing these on monkeys already, making them play video games makes me wonder If they're making them play video games, what could they make the people do? They're trying to promote it as something beneficial to a class of people who would need that type of assistance. But what else would this lead to? Putting chips in their brains, and then by the time you think you want to do something different against the grain, what are they going to do? Explode you with one button through your brain. I don't know. There have been other companies who've been feeling some type of way about this. Basically, he's created a BCI, a brain computer interface implanted for brain reading. It records and decodes brain activity with the aim of allowing a person with severe paralysis control, like a computer. Robotic arm, a wheelchair, or other device through thought alone. That's crazy. Doing neurological research, neurological connections to your brain. You know a microchip and those computers? They're based off of brains. Things that we've created one day are probably going to turn against us. It's like AI, iRobot. Everyone talks about AI, but I don't know if people remember. I think it was a Steven Spielberg movie. Could be wrong. But it was the AI movie. It had um, Haley Joe Osman in it, and it basically... The movie was very advanced and ahead of its time. It basically followed along with some parents who had a child who I guess was in a coma or some form of a disability, where they didn't have their child with them. So, to fill their void, they got a robot child. So, that was Haley Joe Osman. And um, when their son got better, they had both of the boys there, the robot boy and then their's boy. But he didn't really like the idea of a robot. So it transitioned from a young robot who's innocent and think he now has a brother to they just dropped him off on the side of town where a bunch of other robots have been rejected. And this particular robot has been programmed to be a little boy. So he's thinking to himself, why doesn't my parents love me? It's actually kind of sad. And it gives a little bit of a Pinocchio vibe to it, too, because it's the concept of a boy wanting to be a real boy. And um, there's a part where he meets this character. He's a robot. He knows he's a robot. And he's just in mischief, but he sees, you know, Haley's character and he tends to kind of take him under his wing. The movie pretty much ends where Haley ends up in some type of pod where he's, like, frozen in time. And in the future, they ended up finding him. But that's how the movie ends is, like, a bunch of humans find him in some form of a pod. I can't even remember how it really, really, like, how he ended up in that pod. Um, I just knew that, you know... He really just wanted a family. It was a sad thing, but it also, you know, showed how technology worked and the advancement and the selfishness of people and how we probably would use it, you know, to our game with disregarding of the quote unquote life of the program that we created. So I don't know, this whole brain chip thing is moving forward with this AI, the movie. AI, with what's really going on, even iRobot, you know? So we've got such, such fast moving technology now, we can't even fathom what's gonna happen. Next thing you know, we're going to be living in space stations in the sky like Star Trek and Xenon. They are already taking trips to space, well, they're going to be taking commercial flights. You know, and they're already doing testing. So people are going to shoot to the moon and live on space stations and walk amongst robots. So hopefully before the world completely collapses, I'm long gone before then. But I thought I'd talk about a little bit of technology and around the world and back. Thank you once again for listening to Not Your Average Podcast. Make sure you listen to us anywhere you catch your podcasting needs, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify. Take a look and make sure you watch out for our episodes coming out in the future. We also are going to be working on our YouTube channel, so please keep a lookout for that. Make sure you're interacting with our Instagram and Facebook page so we can continue to do the great work. Thank you once again, and you guys have a wonderful day for listening to Not Your Average Podcast.
0: Average about it, just keep glad that you find it. Tell a friend about it. Know we all about it, so we gonna speak about it. Yoko Camilla and Lady Roscoe Lee, no doubt about it. Screaming it out from the mouth, This Not Your Average Podcast. You ain't talking about nothing when they hit the highway. Yeah, they talking about something. Better tune in and listen. Get the school thing. It's just an open discussion that tell me what's your position. You know what it is. Not your average podcast, you know what I'm saying? Yoko Camille. Lady Roscoe. Y'all tap in. Mhm.